Thank you for joining us in X Garage today. We are here. Well, I am in my basement. Uh, Ethan is somewhere much more magical, and Heath is in the most magical of all places. Uh, I was I was actually going to make a Lucky Charms reference, and then realized that that was actually Irish. So uh, you you are in the least magical of all places, which is in Scotland. Oh, yeah. hanging out with william wallace and yeah yes so Harry Queen of- so, yeah, that- yeah welcome to x garage yeah. uh from from the not so lucky part of the world or yes. is it what do you mean what's the irish oh the irish oh, i just missed it didn't i yeah yeah i just across the other pond from them yeah yeah <laughs> um so I, I have been discovering some interesting things about some of their, their composers. There's not a ton of them that I was able to find, but there's a, there's a good handful, um, especially uh, at the change of the century. Uh, so prior to this, we were in the Romantic period. So a lot of these composers are uh, kind of in that transition period from the, the 19th century to the 20th century. Um, I'd like to start with uh, a guy named uh, Dane Rudhyar. <laughs> say, say his name that way. Um, yeah. I'm gonna name my my second uh, child that if that ever happens. Rudhyar. Yeah, uh, just something Rudhier. obnoxious. Yeah, Rudder. Something yeah. like that. Anyway, uh, so he's an American writer, composer, artist, and astrologer. um so he his his compositions like they kind of range from a little bit more um uh normal sounding and there there there's some that get a little bit more uh esoteric let's say um but beyond just um composing he he really was uh very uh committed to writing and doing lots of things so <laughs> um so I'll, I'll read a couple sections in his uh this is the theosophy.wiki um which is an interesting resource for sure uh so dane who has contributed gre- uh, generously to the american theosoph- uh, theosophist through the years I'm guessing that's their magazine uh was recently awarded an honorary degree of uh, Doctor in Humane Letters from J.F. Kennedy, mm. uh, and an honorary degree yeah. <laughs> uh, of Doctor uh, in Transpersonal Philosophy by the California Institute of Transpersonal Psychology. And that's popular Park. right now, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Dane uh, has published more than 40 books and hundreds of articles, most concerning astrology and spirituality. Uh, so a guy named Claude wrote, uh, Rude here is a man of profound and penetrating vision whose writings can uh, cast an illumination upon life. Um, and it's kind actually, of like I'm, Superman. It's kind of like a uh, Superman. He's got that penetrating vision. That's cool. That's cool. Yep. Yes. Yes. You got to have that if you're in the theos- theosophy movement. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Oh, and one thing, since we're using Zoom now, I know how to share the sound, so we should all be able to Ooh. listen to this. Um, 
Roberto. Oh, that's that? that's not him. Not him. Okay. Oh. So oh, I was like, that's close to so, my name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this this is their uh, the first title. <laughs> um, oh. Look at that artwork. I know. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Very, very <laughs> symmetrical. Looks like. Yeah. Looks, looks like Satan, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like the the like light a, coming from the head. Like, do you see that? The light. Uh, yeah. it, looks, the... it looks. It looks kind of like the third eye or some kind of representation of that. Yeah, and the hands, almost like a praying set of hands into this light of an eye, and it's wearing a nice necklace, not kind of with isn't chicken that, feathers coming off of it. Isn't this the I Sanskrit? thing right there the the center of the oh the ohm yeah yeah, yeah. you can you can actually see the the, the star yeah. i think right above the yeah yeah well, you can see the their symbology thing at the bottom yeah, yeah. yeah. oh anyway. Yeah, yeah yeah anyway let's listen to some of this music can you hear that oh yes yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a beautiful start what i hear first is that note that kind of that single note. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oof. Like a David Lynch sci-fi. Yeah. I'm feeling kind of trancy. Yeah. To write music for the I, movie Dune. Yeah. <laughs> So not not super abnormal for for our ears. Uh, I think. I, it's, uh, well, uh, I wouldn't put it in on a jog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might think like hey, zombies I, I almost start falling over. <laughs> yeah. This, this I'd be near. looking over my shoulder every two steps. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this this isn't good running music, Keith. I uh, yeah, I don't listen to music running, but I tell you, I would not listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to point out a couple more of the art pieces that are on the front of his. Uh, I think these are some of his books. Um, sorry, he's he's an interesting fella. Um, really into the uh, astrology and such. Um, the other guy I wanted to point out was I find this guy fascinating. I I think his music is genuinely beautiful, um, but his thoughts about music are um genuinely grotesque can you say or not not grotesque not not <laughs> not not in that sense um oh, okay so he um so are, are you guys familiar with it's called i always forget the name of it but here it is it's a uh, sin sin synesthesia yeah yeah it's it's where it's where it's where you see uh colors associated with sound so some people, when they hear music, they actually see different colors. So it's it's yeah. a it's an odd phenomena that some people do experience. I I'm not among them. Um, sometimes it's associated with different keys. Some people might see the, the 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 key of B flat might sound pink to you or something like that. Um, hmm. But anyway, he associated the 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 circle of fifths uh, and gave it a color wheel. Um, and he had some very, uh, sort of find. It's kind of like a onomatopoeia. 
but with words, but yeah. now with art and color. <laughs> I guess a little bit, yeah. <laughs> like um, deriving something from something is like blood would be red, but yeah. music would be kind of like the death sound. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, he, he wanted to, um, he never finished it, but like at the end of his life, he wanted to be able to write something that would be no less than the absolute transformation of people to a higher spiritual level. Um, mm. He wanted to write it that like it would be a composition that would last days. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so, so let's get this straight. The composition itself would be this kind of this piece that could help you transcend into another spiritual right. dimension, really, a level. Yep. Heightened spirituality. Yep. Kind of like Handel's Messiah kind of deal or... Or my <laughs> uh, treading some dangerous uh, waters there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't it's know always... if Handel's Messiah was necessarily. I don't think it had that that same intention. I, no, I have, no, I have questions. Yeah. I have questions about Handel himself, but uh, yeah. he was still writing I, I, in the Christian context. I mean, this yeah. goes to your point from the other episode, where the ideas of their that revelation that was given to him through their dictated uh sources yep. of spiritual higher knowledge is really becomes their influence in how they're even uh creating their art yep so here's like you're so saying I, that's confessionally what they're doing yep so here's what i want to point great. out so uh uh Scriabin developed a mystic chord or superimposed of, of superimposed fourths so normally chords are built on thirds I believe this would be built on fourths. I mean, other people have done similar things, but it does have this kind of very uh, odd sound to it. Um, and like Wagner, he believed in the total artwork. He saw music as a means of transforming humanity by hurrying on its spiritual evolution. Mm. By what? What did you say? Hurrying? Yeah, mu music as a means of transforming humanity by hurrying on its spiritual evolution. Wow, isn't isn't patience a part of love? Aren't they all about love and it's higher? I mean, yeah, it seems kind of strange for love to hurry. Um, right. <laughs> just weird. <laughs> and what are our, what are our spirits evolving into? That's what my question is. Like, yeah, how do we know? <laughs> to the point. That's good. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. If if that evolution isn't coming by means of the spirit regenerating, restoring your relationship yeah. to God and sanctifying you through a through life then that transcending is, is a bunch of we know it through uh, hegel didactics that's how you you get there you keep on yeah yeah oh hegel okay okay hegel yeah, yeah that makes sense you, you have you, you probably you have, a, you have a, a, you probably had this... thesis and antithesis and synthesis and you keep on that's right ad infinitum until you become the ultimate person i think um, i wonder if hegel uh, actually had the same uh dictation um guy named dk yeah, that's okay. Okay. Uh, so here's we here's his music. Roberto. Yep. Okay. Uh, or uh, that's that's the pianist. This is the uh, composer, Alexander. Okay. Uh, this is Fantasy in B minor, Opus Twenty
So I won't play with too much more of that. I actually very much like that. Um, no, that was that was more more enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the other one was great too. I mean, which, I which your the movie score? But yeah. What's your thoughts on that piece, Jake? Um, I, I think yeah. that it, it sounds like it may align with his goal of transcending through music. Um, so I, I, th- I think there's a lot of emotion in there that that uh, he's he's putting into his pieces. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of hear the dun, 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 like he's like yeah. stepping up into a next level. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Right. That's and yet, and yet yeah. he can't. And yet it's all music yeah <laughs> it's 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 just but but you're right i noticed that as well i thought that um it was like again trying to it, tr- tr- trying to escape uh almost again reality um but you can't yep. it's like yeah. you can distort and become disorderly uh which then you lose that 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 greater beauty I would argue, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I think it's objective, but yep. um, anyway. Yeah, like there was, there was moments of chaos, yeah, and then he kind of would come back into sort yeah. of like a more even yeah. moments, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and that that's more, um, I mean, they're, they're all writing as, as men of their time, so I don't want to f- make it sound mm-hmm. like they're um, totally outside of the transitional period from the romantic era to the modern era um mm. they are um but their their goals kind of behind the music i think are are fascinating mm. um this this i found a, a bit more um directionless but interesting um so this is called essay and modes Quick question, Jake. Like, so yep. is 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 modes like a uh, a musical term? Yep. Um, so okay, uh, mo- modes. That? Yeah, modes is a um, they are a set of scales. Um, okay. They were okay, traditionally they, 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 they were okay. traditional. They were traditionally used in old church music. Uh, so hmm. That was I- I- Ionian, Dorian, Phrygian, Lydian. We normally use just major or minor. But these are kind of variations in between major and minor. Um, a good way to think about it is uh, if you look at a piano, if you play every white key, C to C is the Ionian or major scale. Mm-hmm. And then D to D, all white keys, that's the Dorian scale. So he's he's playing some chords on or some harmonies on top of those. Um, I haven't taken the time to analyze this. But what I did find interesting, if you, if you zoom into the score, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what his purpose in writing this was. It may have just been an academic exercise. But the the time signature is very weird uh, or uh, uh, abnormal. 11, 8. Uh, yeah, I'll take it 11 over 8. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then the key signature is abnormal as well. 
So that's that's not like a traditional key signature. Yeah, it's weird how you um, have so many flats in there. And then you have a double flat right here. Yeah. So that means that this this B note is actually an A. Huh. Um. So I I'm not super familiar with with uh, this key signature. I haven't seen it before. Um, it's very lengthy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I'm I'm in, I'm sure some uh, more uh, skilled theorists will be able to tell me why, but. Um, I, I do find that like the, the massive amounts of um, odd, um, like is, is this extremely necessary for this sort of piece? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Um, who, are but, to, who are you to say that? It's their work of art. It's, it's, their, <laughs> it's their sound that they want to make. Completely yeah. subjective, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I could be wrong. Somebody could tell me what, why that would be. I just, I just think this is this is interestingly written. Um, so the the individual behind this piece was a Theosophist. That's what they are claiming on the Theosophist Society's uh, Wikipedia okay. page. Um, so, so here's here's a list of composers. Uh, this is John Folds. I was just going to ask you how you felt those extra notes or notations there would maybe be related to his what he's trying to do with his worldview uh, there is less of not as much information on him he is an english composer and theosophist um his cousin described uh, john fools of england who has raised the requiem from the grave and made it once more a voice of praise for those who found the dying way to life i have no idea what that means the dying way to life um so i think these are old enough i don't think that we're gonna get uh pinged for copyright or anything like that so hopefully i didn't play too much of those um if if not we can cut those out um but anyway their, their music is interesting and there's uh interesting philosophical trends behind the music that I think sheds some light on, on how they see things. It's not as, in, in my mind, it's not as crazy as some of the art that is associated with the group. Um, mm. Though there's, there is some of that, especially from uh, Dane. Good old, good old Dane uh, root, root here. Uh, root here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cool. How, how would uh, you? How would you see real quick? How would you see some of that? Uh, their, what they've, what would identify their these individuals in their music? How has that some of that come up into music today? And maybe we could say that for another episode. I I'm not entirely sure. Um, they they all so far seem like men of their time. So I don't I don't think that this. I mean, same same with the the artists. Like there is definitely some of that influence. I I'm not convinced that. Um, any one of these people were, were influential enough to be um, massively changing in, in the musical arena. Um, but I, I do think it's interesting the, the way that they saw, saw the music that they were playing and how they approached it from a, a compositional standpoint. Okay, very good. 
Cool. Awesome. Well, let's, let's stop this episode, a little short one for you uh, here today. And uh, we're going to get working on the next one regarding the Theosophical Society. Society. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us on X Garage. X Garage. Thank <laughs> you.